Welcome back to Beards and Brews. Hey, if you haven't already, hit those subscribe and follow buttons and make sure you hit those notification sounds. Not only does it help us out, but you'll know exactly when we have another one brewing. This week's movie is going to be <coughs> Jurassic World, starring America's favorite Italian plumber, Chris Pratt. Fellas. Uh, the the opening and the the whole iconic baby raptor getting born, all that. And instead we get like Jurassic Humpty Dumpty with this shivering <laughs> little hand hanging out like... Ooh, yeah. Ooh. The movie tries extremely early to get you to kind of like have a connection with these little freaks. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. they kill shit. Like, what am I, how am I supposed to feel like, you know, like I would a, a child? But they're cute. Asterisk. The only thing that you get like a cute and or attractive vibe is because we talk about Quentin too much and they show some bird feet. Oh yeah? You like that? <laughs> I know he will. With that little cocaine claw attached to it? Yes. Just for <laughs> snooters. So this was the first time that I'd seen this and the only other Jurassic Park film that I have seen and remember anything about is the original one. So I'm skipping two Jurassic Parks here so uh, really you've already seen it twice. This is the exact same movie. In fact, I can just go ahead and say it. It's Jurassic Park. This time, it's open. Yeah, this is pretty <laughs> much the same movie as Jurassic Park, except worse in every conceivable way. Uh, it's like if you took Jurassic Park, and then they were like, man, this movie kind of sucks. What can we do? And they're like, dude, I really like Predator. Dude, I really like Aliens. Let's put bits of that in here. Yeah. And they do. It does have a little bit of everything. You got dinosaurs surprisingly no jeff goldblum but vincent d'onofrio yeah. i hear the d stands for dinosaur it's dino offrio okay for this <laughs> yeah, one. Di- vincent dinofrio brady and i we we share the same opinion we saw it in theaters and we liked it i think we had this feeling walking in we're just like man i want that feeling that i had when I watched Jurassic Park and I walked out, I was like, fuck, that was that was something. That is a watershed moment. You know, I'm always going to remember that movie. And the movie is trying to just give it to us again. But it's so fucking weird because instead of introducing two wholesome children who are the grandkids of this brilliant scientist, we are granted two children. One, just like in pre- the Predator. Uh, is autistic and he's like uh, dinosaurs dinosaurs definitely yeah dinosaurs and then the other one's like <laughs> bro i'm horny as fuck wait do you yeah. do you think he's autistic 100 percent. they know. just keep talking about how smart he is through the whole thing and he's like oh look i glanced at that field there's 13 brachiosaurus definitely 13 brachiosaurus oh he's just like rain man just hanging out yes and that other dude just tom cruise being pissy i never got the idea that he was like on the spectrum or anything i just thought that he was just like I don't know, a smart, nerdy kid. I have no strong feelings either way because both of these kids are just shits. And, like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know if it's their fault. I'm going to say no because nobody gives a shit in this movie. And they try really hard. Push the family angle, you know, all Fast and Furious-like. But, like, they just don't even have the foundation to stand on. Like, we meet their family and everybody is clearly annoyed. Nobody wants to be in the same room with one another. Like, hurry up, kids. Your aunt's waiting for you. She works at that dinosaurus park. Go see ya. Well, I think it's because in the original Jurassic Park, like, they they definitely wanted to make the same movie. They wanted to recapture that feel, except in the original Jurassic Park, they had a bunch of actors that could act in movies. This is Jurassic Park, except made with a bunch of actors that only work in sitcoms. 
this so you're telling me this movie is the equivalent of watching a buddy of yours get drunk off a non-alcoholic beer yes it is if i could give you any advice it would be the same advice the mother tells her children before shipping them off to a fucking dinosaur park <laughs> if they get loose run yeah this movie is full of those like winks at the audience like we fucking know but like mm-hmm. stop at least let us have a little suspension of disbelief. You know, maybe you'll surprise me later. Maybe you'll have something clever. But, like, they just take away everything immediately. It's like it's already deflated. I mean, like, did they really expect us to think Jurassic World? They have to tell you in the first 30 seconds of the movie, don't worry, kids, the dinosaurs are going to get loose. Like, it did, I didn't sign up to come watch this movie after seeing the trailers of dinosaurs eating people to see them run a functional park. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's a clever business strategy. I, I really like what they did with the Main Street there with the uh, yeah. the Margaritaville sign. Hey, Brady, remember when we walked out of the theaters together and we were just like, wow, I can't believe they got their shit together. I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, it's like putting together a well-organized roller coaster tycoon. Nobody buys the game for that. No, you just lost your train at like 50 people standing in queue and you just call it a day. And yeah. by the way, charge like $40 for balloons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But let's set this set this into course. All right. This is about two kids. One's like 15 and one's like, I don't know, what, 12 maybe? Sure. And their parents are played by David Wallace from The Office and Judy Greer, who is most well known for playing in one episode of like every sitcom that you have ever seen. She's like, I know her from Arrested Development. She's been in How I Met Your Mother and My Name is Earl. She's like a one off sitcom actress. It's funny that you say that, too, because she is such a one-off character. She's there for a total of four minutes. Yeah, she's from uh, that fucking new Michael Myers. The 40 years of dinosaurs. 40 years of dinosaurs ends tonight. 40 years. Oh, shit, you're right. I totally forgot about that. I'm not saying that... Oh, I'm not going into a Halloween review. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) But then we've got the older boy who's in high school. He's got a girlfriend that keeps, like, Snapchatting him back and forth. That is Allison from Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. Leslie Nope's little high school protege. She's there for like a blink. Yeah, she comes back a couple more times just here mm-hmm. or there. Well, the cast is like this because these are all NBC employees, and NBC is under the Universal umbrella. So they're oh, just yeah, like, that makes sense. so they were just like, hey, we should hire some good actors, and they just look at their payroll. Let's hire Chris Pratt and then like some other guys. Mario is not a good actor. Listen, listen. <laughs> okay, I like Chris Pratt a lot, except. I feel sorry for him. I Like, I know he made millions of dollars by taking this role, but I feel sorry for him for being in this movie. It's kind of weird, right? Because I, too, like Chris Pratt. Like, Lego Movie is one of the funniest fucking things I've seen in the theater in the last 10 years. He's great. He's perfect comic timing. Him as a leading man, he just doesn't cut it as a tough guy. It's super weird, right? It's kind of like watching A Thousand Ways to Die in the West and seeing Seth MacFarlane trying to carry the whole shit. And it's like, no, that's oh, not yeah. you. It's just so strange that in this movie, he just holds no charisma. Correct. Absolutely. Because he's really trying to tie down that alpha, quote unquote, mentality. And Mm -hmm. it just doesn't work. He just comes off as this smug douche, you know? It's like he he grew up his entire life, like, being told he was funny, but not actually believing it. And then he started to believe it, and he changed everything that he ever did. That's a good point. Absolutely. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. But this movie's so fucking 
speedball into dinosaurs. So we're treated to a trip on the Amtrak, another product placement. Converse shoes, another product placement. Yeah. Horny teen. And then we get goddamn (laughs) the Hilton. That's hot. Room with a view. Is a horny teen? Is that a product placement? Is that going to be? It's going to be. Yeah, they got they got the Trojans popping up later. Oh, yeah. Can I say one thing about that, though? I don't mind it. I don't mind the brand placement everywhere because in like a huge conglomerate park like that, it's expected. Like that actually makes that actually makes sense. Like, that's fine. I totally get it. What I don't like they play off like the in your faceness as business as usual, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Less of like, right. oh, of course that would be there. More like, hey, look, we're walking down. Is that Margaritaville? You know, they just hang on these placements a little yeah. too long. The Converse and the whatever the car are the worst because it literally starts zoomed in on the fucking shoe logo, pulls out like what, and they do the same thing yeah. with the car logo when it's driving. You Dude, car. yeah, absolutely. When. It's both your points. That and the fact that this is the same movie worse. When you watched Jurassic Park and you saw those sweet Ford Explorers come up in that sweet fucking mm-hmm. paint job, you're like, that's one yeah. of the coolest things I've ever seen. When you see a Mercedes drive up in this movie, front and center logo, center screen, you're like, Mercedes. Yeah. Why is that in the uh, jungle? <laughs> but you don't understand Mercedes. Because, <laughs> because that's where all the Germans went after World War II. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Costa Rica's on the way to Argentina. You're right. It definitely is. But yeah, the one that got me was like the first introduction to Chris Pratt's character. He's just sitting there working on his motorcycle and he just pulls up a big sip of that Coca-Cola with the perfectly placed label. He rotates it just right. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking like uh, Mike Myers in uh, Wayne's World. Oh, with the Pepsi? Yeah. Yeah. It's the choice, choice of a generation. Of a... <laughs> yeah, it's just like that, yeah. It was a funny bit because, like, as uh, I and the missus were watching, she was just like, why is he so damn rugged? That's not Chris Pratt. I was like, I don't know. He's trying something. It's not working for me either. <laughs> it's like, what's that smell you're wearing? And he's like, fucking leather. Just <laughs> leather. It's Raptor leather. I can only get it in two stores here. One of them's Margaritaville. <laughs> oh fuck but the uh the other lead quote lead character that we have in this we haven't mentioned is the aunt that these kids are supposed to go and stay with she's a scientist on this island or maybe she's just like a tour guide i'm not really sure but she is played by bryce dallas howard who try as i did to get her to fit into the sitcom uh universe i couldn't <laughs> do it but basically she just looks like a red-headed uh Kristen bell to me since everybody else is putting in fluke performances, she's unfortunately no exception. I mean, Dallas Buyers Club is just walking around this movie just completely... I don't know, man. She's really... It's kind of in the same vein they're trying to thrust this, like, manliness onto Chris Pratt, which is, something's there, but it's just not working. They're trying to push this, like, internal, I-don't-need-no-man kind of woman into her, but she's just so blank slate. She She barely holds a character as is, but as the movie goes along, she starts percolating these like superhero attributes kind of and it just yeah it, there's no there's no foundation there either it just kind of happens because the movie needs it to happen yeah to That's... start out with she's like this distant aunt that they haven't seen in seven years that doesn't really actually want to spend any time with them all consumed with her work and then she's like fucking sarah connor okay so you brought up the best point these kids haven't seen her in seven years one is just now 16. The other one mm-hmm. is much younger than him. This kid 
cannot remember who the fuck his aunt is. He hasn't seen her since he was three or four. And now he's running up to her like, oh, yeah, we're the best of friends. I remember everything we ever yeah. did. We're fucking buddies. <laughs> you just go, what? Yeah, that's family. Aren't you glad that they're family? They're trying to be a family. That's all. It's just about togetherness. She's too busy trying to business. That's, kind of business. that's all she is for this movie is but business isn't that? But isn't that something you can recognize? Like something you can relate to? Like, listen, I love you guys. <laughs> but this, is my, this is my fucking job. You know, like, give me a minute. That kind of thing. She plotted all of this. This was her fucking plan. And she's like, I got nothing for you. Yeah, uh, we'll, you know, hang out with my assistant. She's fine. She's like a combination of Elizabeth Hurley and Rachel Weiss. You'll love it. <laughs> she's like Mary Poppins without all the magic. That's all she is. I, she's just a babysitter. I thought it was Rachel Weiss. Yeah, she, she's like a combination of both of those, except like not nearly as good as either one of them. No, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get to it later, but uh, rip in peace. Fuck, man. Didn't deserve it. To be fair, she didn't need to exist in the first place. Like, her character didn't need to exist. Because the kids run away from her immediately. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. one of them is, like, 16. This is, this is like, a, a theme park or something. They'll be fine. It's just one of those things that I'll bring up a dozen times, I'm sure. It's just something is there just so something else can happen. Mm. Yeah. That's it. It's just to facilitate so the whole reason that this movie movies is apparently the populace, the general public, no longer gives a fuck about dinosaurs, even though the park is at max capacity. No one cares. Dude. So they have to make ultra mega chickens. <laughs> He's right. legend. You are 100% on point, man. She rolls into this, I guess, kind of like this uh, fluke board meeting. It's like, the kids are just so bored as Stegosauruses. They think they're fucking cows. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Every single little point of interest that they come to, everybody is ecstatic. They're glued to the glass. They can't believe what they're seeing. There's a massive crowd wherever you go. And she's walking around just like, man, I guess they hate it. Yeah, we get to meet the owner in a little bit. Uh, his name is Moss Ronnie or something like that. I don't know how he came to be the owner of this, but he's just like, so how's my park doing? And she's just like, oh, we're making lots of money. No, uh, I mean, how do the patrons like it? Uh, you know, are the, are the animals good? Are they, you know, having a good time? And she's like, uh... We don't have matrices to account for that kind of thing, so, uh, probably. Oh, goodness. I understand there is, like, ineptitude in every workplace. Fine. I get it. Mm-hmm. But everybody's just dumb, and I fucking hated it, you know? Yes! <laughs> They're so fucking ignorant, and all the owner cares about is if he can fly the fucking helicopter or not. Yeah, and I get that whomever wrote this, bless their soul. They're like, well, it's that's the point. He's just a rich man who threw money at something to make it happen. It's just like a little project for him, you know, like the flea circus. It rhymes. It's poetry. <laughs> Dude, listen, there is this clear, clear and present danger. The audience understands that. But there's also a clear and present dumbassery. Like, it just feels like at every level of this place, there's this gap where everyone just, like, shrug. I don't know. Someone's taking care of it. Yes. So, in the original Jurassic Park, they had Muldoon. He's like, no, fucking kill these things. They're vicious. We don't need them. You had Sam Jackson's character, and he's like, dude, we gotta make sure everything stays online because this shit's fucking dangerous. It ain't worth it. (laughs) Mr. Hammond, shut this fucking park down. He's like, no, no, no. It'll be okay. And then the only reason it truly falls apart is because Dennis Nedry is a fucking scumbag. Yeah. But in this one, 
It's just because no one fucking cares. They're all ridiculously dumb. And I think that's why in this rewatch, I started to gear toward just like hating it. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, like I don't, but it's just so weird to see these people whom are completely capable of great performances, not even phoning it in. It just feels like bad direction. I think there's one guy who's not completely dumb, and that's, um, I don't actually know his name in this. He basically plays Sam Jackson's character in this, except, you know, ah. a white guy. Um, it's Nick Miller from New Girl. I don't know oh, his name. Fun. It's it's the yeah, guy from yeah. New Girl. And, yeah, he's like the computer guy. He's like, he's the guy who's like, all right, we got to lock this stuff down. You know, we got to do this. And he's just, like, screen fodder for, like, a few minutes in this. Um, yeah. But... But he, he seems to know what he's doing and have a good idea of, like, what needs to be done. It's just he doesn't have any responsibility. Well, whenever he brings it up, Claire, which is business lady, she's just like, no, 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 money, 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 money. He goes, but these things are important. She's like, no, no, no. I'm going to go get in the helicopter with the owner and fly around and have an orgasm. Because <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but whenever she was in the chopper, her fear looked a lot like she had just been, like, diddling. <laughs> I think that's yeah. just bad direction, too. Because, like, they're just on, like, the little set. Like, okay, act like you're on a roller coaster or something. And she's like, eh. <laughs> So, I don't know. <laughs> Fly me to the Smortosaurus. Smorgasbord. The Smorgasborgus? <laughs> the Smortosaurus. It's so fucking smart, bro. <laughs> Dude, you know who's not smart? Everybody. So, br- all that aside... They have some weird shit going on in this extra part of the compound that's not available to the public. Mm-hmm. Apparently, since everybody's so bored of these regular-ass dinosaurs, oops-a-daisy, too crazy, they have to start making shit up. <laughs> now, this is a great idea. I think it's great. The execution, however, oof, it just lacks any kind of coolness, any kind of finesse. What are you talking about? It's GMO dinosaurs. What more do you want? <laughs> they just made them big, but aren't yeah. they already big? No, but like big, big. Got to make it big and make it so that they can like camouflage themselves like a cuttlefish. Also, they can regulate their body temperatures like this tree frog. And it basically, this is a superhuman, except it's not a human. It's a dinosaur. I, I totally forgot that this Swiss army had so much shit going on for us. I was like, honey, if this shit doesn't fly away, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> well, they got to leave something for Jurassic World 3 or whatever it is that's coming out, right? Dude, it gets so ridiculous. It, it's like, oh, it knows it has a tracker inside of it. It knows where everybody is. It knows how to fucking do these things. But it won't see you if you lay down on the ground under a car while its eyes... Okay. this thing puts its face into the garage while they're hiding behind the jeep its eye is literally right next to them and it's just like nope i don't see them well like isn't their vision triggered by like movement so if you stay real still then they really just have to have to go on smell right that's why he covered himself in gasoline well see that's the regular t-rex this is unfortunately named the indominus rex which is like this ridiculously violent hybrid and it you guys are absolutely right it's it has all these features you know kung fu grips yeah the fucking car earlier (laughs) fully loaded Absolutely, yeah, this fully loaded Rex. It's incredibly smart, incredibly clever, to the point where it fashions this trap for people. They're like, I'm going to turn invisible and scratch up the wall. They're going to think I got out. Mm-hmm. And Chris Pratt and co, they go down they're like, hmm, it seems kind of fucky. And mm-hmm. it is. 
because that's how it gets out. It planned this very specific trap, but for the rest of the movie, it's fucking stupid. Yes. It, it went from smart asaurus to I, I, I'm murderosaurus. Yeah, like for some reason, like the bloodlust or the blood nut was just too much for this guy. He goes from this equation solving asaurus to just like, I want to chomp shit because I can. I just want to slice it. I just want to give it a little slice. My little raptor claw, <laughs> my little. I just want to carve a little Indominus on its forehead. <laughs> oh, fuck. Meanwhile, while this is going on, we also get a little bit more because you said this is tucked away in a secret place. Uh, again, if people are bored, why don't they let them see what Chris Pratt, Mario, is doing secretly <laughs> on the island, is doing on the island. He's fucking training his squad of raptors. And by training, yeah. I mean he's going, hey, 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 raptors, hey. And they look up at him. <laughs> and when they look at him, he goes, good boy, and throws him a fucking rat. There's yeah, no yeah. training there. It's rough. He's like the he, raptor whisperer. Well, he yeah. has that fucking dog thing that he clicks. I'm like, listen, if that dipshit clicked that at me for more than a day, I'd fucking kill him. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way you're going to, like, break me with that stupid little counter. Yeah, and then like a guy falls in and he has to rescue him by like going, "Hey, hey, hey, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say all your names so all the people watching know who you are. Blue, you're the important one. I'm going to say your name three times. I'm watching you, Blue. You're and my boy, he, Blue." Yes, and he <sighs> saves the guy by rolling out of the cage, presenting his back to the cage. He then mm-hmm. turns to the man and says, "Never put your back to the cage." It's like, "Bro, you just fucking did it." Man, that whole scene is just kind of an opportunity just for Chris Pratt to be Indiana Jones. That's all it was. I feel like it was his idea. Just like, I want to roll through the thing and catch my hat too. It was very okay, yeah. Just obviously. It, it was just rough because like this is clearly a guy who's trying to do something for a corporation, but he's coming off as like, actually, you know what? He comes off as Vince Vaughn from The Lost World, the second movie, as like this guy mm. who's like in a position to help animals, but like he's doing his best given the circumstance. So like I totally expected him to just like tear off his shirt and Greenpeace being tattooed on his shoulders. He yes. just comes off as this guy who is like, how do I say this? Like way too good of a guy, like who's obviously like supposed to be this like all of American, like yeah. Navy working on motorcycles, drinking Coca-Cola. I like animals. They are my best friend. Let's go win. Go team. <laughs> yes. I you hope- are 100% fucking right. He's Mr. I have the moral high ground, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. And Vincent D'Onofrio, if we haven't really dove into his character, that's not a word. Doven. But if we haven't done that, he's basically <laughs> this guy who's like, yeah, the, the military would love these. Let's get these uh, mercenaries and we can build these. Uh, we can use the raptors as like killing machines. We won't even ever have to lose a soldier again because we can just sick them on our enemies. And that's that's what he's wanting to do the whole time. That's just who he is. Vincent D'Onofrio in this movie is a wasted opportunity. 100%. Every scene that he's in builds up to something that doesn't exist in this movie. (laughs) It's ridiculous. (laughs) I think he's the only one who really puts in any kind of like actual performance, anything known as like acting. He's the only (laughs) one that knows how to do it. He's He's, putting some emotion into what he's saying. There's something there. He is a different person. Everyone else is just collecting a paycheck Chan man i'll give you this in this scene and i will say in this scene in this scene alone 
he's putting it in because he has a good back and forth with Mario in this bit. <laughs> yeah, and after this, after this, he's just going literally on screen going, uh-huh, uh-huh, now's our time. Okay, engine's running shit now. Get those dinosaurs, get a motorcycle, get this man out in that fucking jungle. And he's just like sitting there... Yeah, I'm totally going to reiterate what I said before the cast. He showed up and did work for one day, realized nobody else gave a shit, and he's like, you know what, I get paid the same either way. <laughs> I don't know, I, I kind of like him as he goes along. He gets, like, meaner and more of a dick. Like, Dude, he might not be expressing it, but he just becomes, like, a worse person through the I'll whole thing. Like, he starts off pretty bad, but he that's becomes, not acting. like, I'll I give mean, you- it's doing something. I'll give you that, Chandler, because he does get meaner and more, quote-unquote, evil. As the movie progresses, fine. But by the end of it, he's such a goofy caricature of, like, a corporate bad man. It's just, I couldn't take him seriously. Like, when he's in that room later on, he's just trying to be like, You don't understand! The world needs weaponized raptors! I'm like, (laughs) don't say that shit out loud. It's already stupid, I know. I don't need to be reminded. (laughs) Oh, yeah, um... Yeah, if we haven't so talked we- about that, that's another thing. The dialogue in this movie, well, it's bad. Fuck I, yeah, I, it is. I'm going to describe the dialogue in this movie from a piece of dialogue in the first movie. Sexley walks up to poop. Now that's one big pile of shit. <laughs> yes, I'm right there with you. There's some crying scenes in this film, and they could just <laughs> oh, be left man. out. The mother crying is the absolute worst. You're not even with them. You know that the son one, horny teen son, is so mean to possibly autistic son. <laughs> uh, do you like it? You can keep it. You like it, kids? You can keep them. I'm getting divorced. <laughs> it's just fucking party time for him. Oh, dude. Uh. I know we're bouncing around a bunch because I feel personally it kind of goes along with the movie because I feel like some shit's out of order. Like yes. the whole the whole reveal of Owen, Chris Pratt being the Raptor thing and then going on to just like ride motorcycles with him happened way too late. I feel like this movie held on to the park for a little too long. And when I yeah. brought up earlier, like Vincent D'Onofrio is like, you know, cruising towards something that doesn't exist in this movie. I mentioned that because... It is way more interesting, way more entertaining to think about Injun coming back after all these years, getting revenge on Hammond, and trying to take back the company basically by force. I know people are going to be like, ah, it's back that. I don't care. Uh, they're flying in. Engine is flying in, and they see a flying Demetrodon. And he's like, brip, and fucking shoots it. And went, okay, <laughs> cool. They're not afraid to kill dinosaurs. They're about to go in yeah. there and fuck some shit up. I'll watch that. It's going to be aliens, but with yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah. Hell, with the weapons that they grabbed off the walls, like, this is Starship Troopers. Give me some of that. <laughs> and when they actually start, this is, yeah, this is going to sound bad. Sorry, prehistoric PETA. When they start fucking mowing down these dinosaurs, <laughs> I'm like, where was that 40 minutes ago? I had to fucking listen to dipshit Chris Pratt tell me the fucking morality of keeping dinosaurs as comrades. I mean, fucking Dinofrio, or I'm sorry, Dinofrio says it best. <laughs> Extinct animals don't have rights. Get at me, prehistoric PETA. Yeah, but you, you guys made these not extinct anymore. See, like it looks, it, it's right there. Like it's not extinct. They're my property. It's, it's, it's there. <laughs> oh, no. hoppity. Yeah. <laughs> but, You're my uh, dino property. <laughs> I don't, don't mind so much jumping and skipping around. Like, I think the characters might be more important. You've got Chris Pratt, who is obviously like the, uh, I, I, I don't even remember his name. I don't know names in the original one. What was well, the guy? 
there's Dr. Alan Grant. He's Grant. everything in this movie is a hybrid. So yeah, so he's to, definitely to your point. He's Grant and Muldoon. Yeah, that's it. And then you got Bryce Dallas Howard who is trying her best, and then she just gives up and is like, "Fuck it, I'm Laura Dern. I'll do I, it. Yeah, no, I'll Laura tie up Dern, my shirt." Laura Dern was like actually cool. You're like, okay, she's scared as shit. She has a great head on her shoulders. I want to see what she's going to do. And then, like, you have Dallas, Texas, and she's just like, I'm tying my shirt. I'm a toughie in now. Mm, I'm in heels. It yeah. just. I'm not saying that these people are direct replacements for those characters. I'm no, no, saying that the studio was trying to do that. Yeah, we get yeah, that. It's a nostalgia factor. But Laura Dern, you look good in Grizzly, too. Get at me. Uh, get at me, too. I'm all about <laughs> Grizzly it. Grizzly, too. I don't know what uh, Grizzly 2 is, but she can get at me. All Grizzly-like. Mm. <laughs> Start grabbing each other's asses while yeah. dinosaurs run around. But there's a dinosaur that killed my brother out there. It sounds like we're really off topic, but you know what? It's summer vacation. I appreciate that. It's It's been about time. What I've got here today is from Sierra Nevada. This is their summer break IPA. This is a session IPA. 4.6%. I'm going to drink it. You had to like put your mic up against your throat for that sexy ASMR. That just sounds like I'm swallowing dick. <laughs> What's the difference? Uh, dick gets you drunk. Wait, no. <laughs> dick gets you drunk. Uh, this smells like an IPA. Tastes like an IPA. Um, this is a session IPA. Just think about like any generic IPA that you've ever had, just like anything out there. Not particularly bad, not particularly good. This tastes like that, except this one's only 4.6. So why you would buy this one instead of another one? I don't know, but it tastes fine. <laughs> Much like this is a worse version of a real IPA, this movie is the worst version of a real movie. Mm. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Can we discuss, though, that the park is open, the park is running. Right. They're showing that there are attractions that are hits. They are safe. They are yeah. reliable. They have like a petting zoo area where children Dude, that was are playing amazing. with. Yes, are they're playing with like baby Gallimimus. They're playing with baby uh, Brontosaur. They're playing with baby Triceratops. They're kayaking down oh. uh, a, a river while herbivores graze along its edge. It's really oh, yeah. fucking neat. I'm not going to lie. That scene with the kayaks, that looked real fucking cool. I'm jealous of anybody who actually gets to do that. Like, at best, it's a thrill park. At worst, it's just like a really bad nom flashback. I get it. (laughs) That's why Vincent D'Onofrio's there. Oh, Oh, he he didn't make it to nom. Sorry. See, I'm I'm with you, fellas. Like, this is brilliant. These ideas are great. Once again, the execution just piss poor. We know what's going to happen. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that backpedaling of like the loss of park falling back into engine's hands would have been so cool just way cooler you know like you see the kids play with like the little dinosaurs it's cute and you know what's coming that i feel like that would have hit much harder than just seeing everybody half-ass it until shit breaks loose well shit has already broken yeah. loose, by the way yeah sh- shit's breaking loose the big girl's out um <laughs> and i guess they're trying to find her trying to figure out where to contain her and in the meantime it's like hey shut down the park we gotta evacuate these people or not evacuate but like What's the word? Like shelter in place, that kind of thing. Meanwhile, the two nephews are just out there. Hey, we're in this hamster ball. Let's go off-roading. And uh, they're going to see whalers on the moon because that's basically (laughs) what this is. Man, this whole bit 
is very interesting, and I remember being very like into it the first time I saw it. Okay. The uh, the Indominus is camouflaged. It kills like six Marines. Ripley drives in, saves the day with the APC while the Indominus runs away. And the kids, they're like, okay, cool. Everyone's got to go back to home base. That way they don't get eaten by this giant fucking dinosaur. They're in a hamster ball, like Chandler said. Yep. And it's really fucking cool. It's designed. It's literally designed. Jimmy Fallon shills <laughs> everything <Man>. about this. <laughs> you <laughs> said it's really fucking cool and then I then you say Jimmy Fallon. Y- you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. The gyrosphere starring Jimmy Fallon is, uh, whew. upon second viewing, this whole thing just kind of falls apart. Not just because Jimmy Fallon. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's one he of those I- it's just one of those ideas where it's like extra extra it's no longer in the realm of just like i can go to disney world and ride that ride like this is a little too sci-fi for this kind Mm -hmm. of movie if that makes sense yeah no i can understand because this ride this attraction i should say is literally designed via exposition delivered to you by jimmy fallon right it's designed to get beat on by the dinosaurs Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. all you do is driving through a field full of fucking dinosaurs they can't yeah. see it because it's got some weird reflective shit on it but it can bump into them because you're in control they sure. literally mm-hmm. start a goddamn stampede earl <laughs> with these fucking dinosaurs and it's batting around the ball which it's designed to withstand 100 percent. except like immediately it just starts to break open like it gets one tail whip and it starts to crack convenience convenience but can you guys like picture one of those like tall bitches slipping on one of those things? <laughs> Absolute comedy. Oh yeah, for right real. There. Like a banana Yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, Joey? I slipped on an imaginary ball from Phantasm. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. The uh, the technology that's presented here is just a little bit ambitious for the year 2015. I feel like yeah, if they maybe they want to set this out in the future, put this at like 2050. All right, maybe we'll get there by then, but yeah, this this ain't real. I mean, it's cool, though. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of cool, but I think the placement's bad. And also, it doesn't follow its own rules, as we mentioned, because even though it can take the pressure of a giant brontosaurus, which is like 30 stories tall or something, something ridiculous, yeah. and like nothing happens to it, it just bounces off, well, hey, we're having fun, but then loaded Saurus Rex comes up and just bites it, and you're just like, yeah, it's fucked. It's real fucked, by the way. Yep. Y'all should run away. <laughs> Not only should they run away, but they should, a la Predator, leap off a waterfall and drag themselves out into a muddy landing. I get that it's absurd. It, like, it's a fucking dinosaur chasing kids. But, like, there was even a moment where the missus and I were just like, are they planning on running from this thing? Because, <laughs> like, there's no fucking way. They just destroyed no. the impossible sphere, and they're just going to have a nice stroll through the forest. I mean, they do they- get away. They run, jump off that waterfall, and then all the... All mega, whatever we, what are we calling this thing? Ultra mega chicken. Once they jump <laughs> off that waterfall, the the ultra mega super saurus rex, whatever you want to call it, XD. he can just look down and be like, "Oh shucks, they got away. There's no way I can <laughs> jump down there." It was like fucking fifteen feet. Yes, it's bullshit. It's total bullshit. They set this fucking creature up as basically a living terminator, and then it's just like, "Oh man, no." The dinosaur that you wrote would jump right after him. Yep. There's even yep. a walk around on the right that the goddamn... Okay, so after they jump <laughs> off and they're saying, hey, dinosaur runs away. Owen, Owen, Mario, 
shows up with business lady and they're like, the kids must have leapt off of here. Well, how do we get down? Well, tie your shirt up in a little bow and then we'll walk over this convenient slope. Yeah. Like, show me about an inch and a half of that uh, nice little midriff you got going on down there and then I'll show you. <laughs> All right. Just like that scene, it went on a little too long. I gotcha. Okay. What makes this rough for me is this movie does that trope of is a lot. Things happen just because they need to happen. There's zero explanation. There's zero reason why it just gets to happen because. And I fucking hate that. Yeah, I've been on that ship this entire time. Like, it's just convenient. Like, it has to happen. There's no setup. It's just, it's not even payoff. It's just, it happens because the next scene has to happen. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you guys are referring to. We're talking about how they just conveniently know how to fix a Jeep Wrangler with two kids. Yes, that is one of the stellar examples in this movie where it's just like, how do we do it? Well, they just do. We forgot to take the opportunity of the beginning of the movie to say something. Fucking anything. I was so bent out of shape. Like, I know I'm going off the rails, just like that stupid sphere. But like, but like, but I was like, why didn't they just have the tall fucking horny kid? Just like say that he's a car guy. Like he loves cars. Remember when he worked on his old Honda? Say that an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't don't wait until they're like literally looking under the hood of the Jeep. Like, hey, remember when we worked on Mom's Malibu? This is totally the exact same thing. Let's go. He just, he just pulls out this like magical get out of jail card, and it's like, yep, I know how to do this. Uh, but then. As I said, the dinosaur is like, ah, oh, I can't see these guys right here. Nah, I'm fucking with you. I see you. And they tear up the old visitor center from the original Jurassic Park, even mm-hmm. with the whole when dinosaurs ruled the earth, which was kind of yep. cool to re-see. Nice to revisit. Thanks for the nostalgia. Not thanks for shitting on the rest of the movie. But the dinosaur comes ripping out and they, they run away. I don't even remember how the fuck they get away. Um, yeah, me either. Yeah, because, like, you know, they hide from the dinosaur and they just run to the sticks. Um, okay. They get they get into a jeep at some point, the other jeep that's there, right? No, it doesn't work. No. No, Chris Pratt was totally confused of how the kids pulled that off. Well, the, like the next thing that I have is that the pterodactyls are chasing the jeep that they are in. Oh, that's right. The chopper shows up and is shooting guns. <laughs> the chopper the fucking shows boys up and come in. Guns. Yeah, they're like long toss allergies. <laughs> yeah, it's like that, that little scene of like the raptor dactyls pulling up to that wall. By the way, the best actors in the movie are those two dudes standing guard. So they're just like, huh? Yes, that's fucking weird, isn't it? No, like, yeah, it's what is this? That's the old Jeep. Meanwhile, fucking Professor, I own the park. Everything, everything, the safety of however many people, the fucking the future of the park rides on them taking this dinosaur down. Yep. There are mm. 60 trained men on standby, armed to the teeth. And he goes, no, I'll pilot the helicopter. And this dude has not even got a fucking license. He's like three days away or something like that. He basically has a license, right? It's Yeah, same thing in every movie. Too old for this shit. Two days away from retirement. <sighs> the guy takes it into his own hands, like you said, and he just immediately fumbles the ball. Basically kills him himself. More importantly, all those poor people in the helicopter with him. They didn't deserve it. Yeah. So let me tell you guys, there is a missed opportunity here. Where all these like pterodactyls are, like they call that an aviary. Those aren't avians. They're like, they fly. They're like, you know, but they really could have called this the Terra Dome. Ooh. That's actually really fucking better. 
all the more reason to say this movie was just lazy. They're just like, yeah. oh, we got to do it. Let's just. Get I good. came up with been, that the first time I saw it. It would have been even better to be called the Terror Dome just because when they do get loose, they terrorize the entire fucking park. Nice. They do. Yeah, they do. They and really I'm, fuck up the whole place. They're like pooping all over uh, Jimmy <laughs> Buffett. And they're, they're, you see I, a guy running away with two margaritas. That's Jimmy Buffett, yeah. That's Jimmy Buffett? That is totally I, him, yeah. Man, he has gotten old. <laughs> that's what that's what all those cheeseburgers in paradise does to a guy. Is that is that what people Dude, do? He's wasting away down there. Oh. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not good for the skin, I can tell you that. But uh, uh Okay, so I know this movie is geared towards kids, regardless of what's in the movie, you know, you gotta sell the toys. But the fact that they come up with this idea of raptor dactyls and they just kind of marginally make a mess of the place. You know, they toss some people around. People are getting a little hurt when they smash into the Jimmy Buffett sign. That's fine. But, like, I kind of feel like there should have been more. I feel like this could have been a hard aura. Oh, yeah. Like, surprisingly enough for a PG-13, there is a lot of blood. Like, there's not gore, but there's a lot of blood. Yeah, like, there's some vicious scenes in this. Uh, I kind of wish that there were more, honestly. There's actually one vicious scene, and it happens to a poor character who didn't deserve it in the slightest. Which one? We talking about they the nanny? All fucking deserve it. <laughs> no, the nanny. The nanny definitely yeah. deserved it. No, what? She did, had no setup to be a bad guy. She got the death that like Vincent D'Onofrio should have got, like just because that that's how bad guys die in movies. Well, maybe they just wanted to do something a little bit different here. No, they wanted to do everything the exact same as the first one. It's just they had a lot less talent this time. She was a lawyer. <laughs> as soon as you said they wanted to do something different, I was going to say. Oh, you mean just do Jurassic Park again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is a cool little moment in the movie, though, because they start paintball gun tranquilizing all the pterodactyls, which is kind of neat. And they're, like, falling down and smashing. And they're causing damage and actually hurting people just falling out of the sky. And one of the children is almost impaled on one via, like, a swordfish. Mm-hmm. And at this point, though, one of the raptor dactyls is trying to eat Mario. And Princess Peach saves him with the paintball gun. And then they just start making out. And I went, they do. why? <laughs> because as an alpha, Chris Pratt wanted to drill in those boys' head. Hey, I'm fucking your aunt, and there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't look Xbox like they... Later. It doesn't look like they have anything to say about it. Like, a little bit later, they're like, oh my god, don't, don't ever leave us again. We're gonna stay with you. And Aunt is like, Oh, no, I wouldn't even think about... No, not you. We don't care about you. We want to stay with him. He's cool. I kind of think it was the movie trying to turn the kids into his, like, new pack. Like, he just renames yes. them Blue and Abu Di Abu Dai. You know, they're all there. <laughs> Truth. So he's no longer a I... one-man wolf pack. They, <laughs> they didn't get along the whole fucking movie, and now they're, like, making out and whatever. So, whatever. Yeah, and whatever. shows up, and they start going, we're taking this bitch over. And Chris Pratt, Mario, says... Uh-uh, and business lady goes, uh-uh, and then D'Onofrio, in Chandler's uh, defense here, does hit him with one of the best arguments I ever fucking heard in a movie, and I thought it was brilliant. He goes, listen, either tomorrow the newspaper can read hundreds of people were killed by your dinosaurs, or that some people were saved by your dinosaurs, because this is happening. Yeah, it's some, a good point. Yeah, some hot logic. No, it wins him over because he's immediately, like, the next scene, just hard cut to him, like, getting the Raptors ready. Like, don't shoot my boys. Yep. <laughs> oh, you're right, you're right. Please don't shoot my my, my boy. They're girls, but yeah. They're my girl boys. The my Raptors, boys. by the way. 
and they just I, poop out babies. It's whatever. Now, fellas, I know I've been like bitching about this movie this whole time, but this scene is legitimately the coolest fucking thing this movie has. Oh yeah, dude. The fact yeah. that when he gets his blue boys together and they start just riding together with the motorcycle, I'm like, this is it. This That's is cool. This is cool. Like eight year old me is losing his mind right now. This is actually brilliant. Yeah, I what? still lo- like rewatching it this time. When this happened, I went, all right, fuck yeah, this is cool. Like, why isn't this the fucking movie? Yeah, like, can you imagine being eight years old and seeing a guy riding a motorcycle with a gang of raptors? What could be cooler than that? I will put money on the line to say that eight-year-old me would walk up to my mom and be like, I'm going to ride a motorcycle with dinosaurs when I get older. (laughs) Yes. That's my career path, by the way. Could you imagine this movie playing out a little bit differently? Uh, Indominus gets loose. They they don't want to, like, shoot the guns because, oh, man, then the park will know and it'll get shut down, whatever. So now we get multiple encounters, not just one, multiple encounters of Chris Pratt, some mercs from Engine, and the goddamn raptors attacking this thing on multiple fronts, on multiple times, losing people, but injuring it, forcing it deeper into the park until finally they have to team up with both the raptors and the wrecks, which is kind of what happens at the end Mm -hmm. via circumstance. But this would have been deliberate. It would have been fucking awesome. Yeah. So we'll see. We're on the same page. What would make this movie actually excellent? Because when they get together with Injun, they have to work together for a common foe. But Injun wants the island. So they're going to fuck them. Th- that's it. Yeah. That's, that's the movie that we should have gotten. But then we also have, like, just a few minutes ago, when the kids are actually introduced to those raptors, we get dialogue that's like, Oh, these are my boys, Charlie, Echo, Delta, and Blue. Blue, that's the beta. Well, where's the alpha? You're looking at him, kid. That's the cringiest five words that has ever come out of Chris Pratt's mouth. Why can't we get the Chris Pratt that was talking about how Kim K got cum on her back? Like, that was... I don't know. You're saying that those are the cringiest five words? Mm -hmm. I can beat that in four. It's me, Mario. What's Uh, the fourth word, you ask? It's you going, uh Yeah. That aside, this whole thing is just to get everybody back into the park, which is fortunately now evacuated, for a final showdown. And the movie doesn't even fucking play around. I'll give it credit there. It doesn't even fuck around a little bit. They're just like, nope, pieces are set, let's play. Yeah, they tie up the loose ends and quick. They're like, oh, look who it is. It's Dr. Wu. What are you doing? I'm getting out of here for the sequel. Okay, who's sticking around? <laughs> Kingpin. What are you doing, Kingpin? Oh, I'm getting eight. Okay, cool. What's next? Fucking Indominus versus Raptors. Fuck yeah. Why are they fighting now? Because they friends with Chris Pratt again. Yeah, for the fuck of it. Yeah, for a minute it was like, are they on the same side? Who knows? Like, they say, the Raptors got a new alpha now. You know, this <laughs> kind of thing. But, like, we never really... Like, what's going on here? Uh, just a side note, I thoroughly enjoyed how the movie gave Chris Pratt that line for like a little bit of a heartbreaking moment and it just falls mm-hmm. the fuck flat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They got a new outfit now. Like it Ain't falls nothing flat. In that tree for and, me. Like it falls flat and for no real reason either because they, they come back around like immediately. One raptor just gets hit with like a launched grenade just randomly just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Dude, he got <laughs> the fact that that happened, I was just like surprised. They can just do that? Yeah. And that's the only time they do that. Yeah. Well, back to the gauntlet. You got the fucking in- indomitable Rex man and all these raptors running around in fucking formation. They're fucking munching on each other like crazy. 
you get that feeling like uh, at the end of the first Jurassic Park, just so happens when the T-Rex is flinging them around and stuff, just getting them off. But they're way mm-hmm. more aggressive and you're getting into this fight. You're like, fuck, man, this is kind of like Godzilla vs. Kong level schlock. I'm like, does it make sense? No. Am I having fun? Thoroughly. You guys, I'm pretty yes. sure Michael Vick went to prison for this. <laughs> oh. oh no because everybody's just like standing around while these two like animals are fighting each other and they're like yeah i'm cheering for the the smaller one because <laughs> it's not gonna eat me probably you try and tell me there's a smaller scene that they didn't put in over the kids being like how do you know they're gonna win and chris pratt just looks over his shoulder always bet on blue oh, oh. Yeah, but the kids are just, like, throwing Monopoly money in. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, I got 10 on blue. Kill the boy, blue. Go for the eyes. And they're they're fucking, they're brawling. You can see that the the fight is going the way of the Indominus. And, you know, the maybe autistic kids start saying weird shit like, you need more teeth. Full stop on that one. That is the dumbest fucking thing uttered in this movie. I still don't know what that means. Exactly. It's not set up. Nobody At knows all. what it means, but it's provocative. Gets he, the people going. It's provocative. Get fucked. I'm not to you. The fucking people <laughs> at the pitch meeting. Fuck all of them. So we even get a scene where, uh, what, we've got, like, Big Rexy. I don't know what we want to call her. But actually trying to get the pin on the original, the OG Rex. But luckily, uh, my boy Blue jumps in the ring just in time for the kick out. <laughs> No, no, the movie pulls out all the punches like, we're going to have nostalgia overload rubs the nipple. Like, we're going to go get the OG T-Rex with a flare. Y'all remember that shit? Of course you do. You just kind of like roll over on your side on your couch and go, "Eh." I guess. I don't know. I was in it. I don't know if it was my brood state of mind or whatever, but like, (laughs) that's what I wanted to see. They did it. They they turned me around at the last 10 minutes. I was happy to see the T-Rex, not how she got it, running from these dinosaurs that they say run 30 miles an hour but can't mm-hmm. catch a lady running in heels. Yeah, <laughs> unless she's like fucking heel track star or some shit. Another piece of information that was missing in the character development. Do you yeah, remember that time running. they hit that long fly ball and no one thought I was going to catch it, but I did because I'm fast as shit? Company picnics are great. <laughs> Yeah, as she's running away from the dinosaur, you just hear her utter the dialogue. Yeah, it's a good thing I ran track in high school, and I always ran in heels. That's the kind of shit when you know your movie's written by Timey Wiseau. But it's, <laughs> she's like, this happened. How'd that happen? Don't worry about it. I ran in school. You know? <laughs> I did I did not eat her. I did not. Oh, hi, Indominus. Uh, hi, Blue. Dude, all right, we're pooping on a heart, but this fight's fucking rad. I'm just going to yeah, put it, it out there. It's yeah, it's cool. It's a cool looking fight, but like, oh no, I I don't want to sound racist, but like all these T Rexes look the same to me. It's hard for me to keep track <laughs> of which one dies and which one doesn't. If well, if it's too late, spoilers. Uh, the Indominus Rex gets super fucked because the movie was like, oh shit, this thing shouldn't lose. Let Mulligan, Mulligan. <laughs> yeah, let's 100%. get this uh, real big fish. Oh, oh I'm Aaron Darren from Real Billy Big Crystal. Fish. Yeah, um, so if we haven't mentioned it before, there's a really big, it's like an ultra mega meg, I don't know, and it just pops up out of the fucking water, just conveniently placed there to to eat a Dominus, what's the thing? Yes, yes to all that. Uh (laughs) It was the only thing that had any setup in this movie, but the fact that the big baddie died by a battlefield easter egg 
is fucking stupid, but there's no other way this could have happened. Let's be honest. No. Like, like, what other bright idea would they have at this point when they wrote themselves into that corner? Oh my god, what do we do? Sharkosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. By the way, everybody's fine. Yep, everybody's yeah. fine. Judy Greer and David Wallace shows back up. And, and, That's you stupid, know, too. Yeah. yeah. They got the Costa Rica in a day. Like, not even, like, four hours. That's, I mean, where were they originally? Some place where it snows. I just so, don't even know how they knew. This shit was so closed doors. How did they know? Uh, they got a phone call from the assistant while she was down in the belly of that thing. Oh, I got eaten, but I got you kids safe. <laughs> yeah. I, Give me three stars on Yelp. Please send help. And then they slap a bow on it, and that's the movie. Yeah, the whole thing, there's a little bit of romantic tension throughout the whole thing. We've dabbled on it, but evidently uh, Chris Pratt and Dallas Buyers Club, whatever her name is, <laughs> they had one date and they didn't get along. And then through this whole thing, they're like teaming up. And then at the end, oh, what do we do now? Well, I guess we got to stick together, huh? Fuck off. I am right there with you. This movie is such an inferior product. Product used very strongly. I cannot recommend this movie, to be honest. Like, I know it's ho-hum at the end of the day. It doesn't really go either way on the spectrum. Everything this movie is trying to be already exists. There's really no reason for it. I know it made an ass ton of money. I gave him my fucking $12. I remember going to theaters to see it. But, like, revisiting it, it's a total wash. There's no reason to watch this movie when you can just watch Jurassic Park. Period. Yeah, 100%. In the Magic the Gathering world, we have an idea known as strictly worse or strictly better. When a card is doing the same thing and it is universally across the board worse than another card, it doesn't need to exist. This movie doesn't need to exist because in every conceivable capacity, Jurassic Park is... It's the same story and it's just better. Don't watch this movie. Just watch Jurassic Park. Dinosaur. <laughs> no, no, I mean, that's it. That's all I had. Dinosaur. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, there you have it. That was Jurassic World. If you have any strong feelings about the movie or the show, leave it in the comment section below. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. Be sure to hold on to your butts and uh, hit the little bell icon, too, so you don't miss what we got brewing up next. Get out there and follow us on social media. I mean, we got product placement, maybe. <laughs> we're everywhere man like fuck if it's got a podcast we're on it give us a chance if you don't we'll make some fucking ridiculous dinosaur hybrid to come and like chew you up like dinofrio can can we just do that anyway that sounds fun